step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Good morning, welcome back to this, the morning motivation, Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Starting at 7 because of winter that is uh, about to hit our country here in South Africa. I'm broadcasting from Polokwane. I'm lying, I'm broadcasting from Louis Trichat, Limpopo, a province in South Africa. What's happening this morning? Uh, I think I need some coffee and uh, then uh, I can be ready for the show this morning. But don't worry, I'm set, I'm all ready. Liverpool winning last night at Aston Villa uh, 2-1. Barcelona also beating Celta Figo. Some of the news, some of the comments, some of the uh, views that I have for you uh, this morning on the show. As well as some transfer news uh, from all over the world, from England, from Spain, Players moving, players staying, coaches going, coaches uh, arriving. Also new owners, uh, Chelsea, uh, the the, uh, new owners, uh, what they have in store and uh, what is happening in English football. Would it be helping the the game? New players coming in, obviously, as I said, uh, the new owners at Chelsea as well. It's powered by Adred, it's syndicated all the way in New York City. This is the R7 Soccer Show. I'm your host, Rowan Hendricks, producer of the show as well uh, have a good morning this is me www.rh7soccershow.co.za Welcome back. Before the break, we were building up to Liverpool's match against Aston Villa in the Premier League tonight, so they have even less margin for error, don't they, in the title race now, after that one-all draw at home to Tottenham on Saturday. Now, Jürgen Klopp was critical of Antonio Conte's style of football after the game, but the Spurs boss has hit back today. For sure, if uh, there was uh, a team that deserved to win and the chance created to win uh, was uh, was Tottenham and not not Liverpool. I think uh, in this game, uh, Liverpool, I think also Klopp understood that uh, he gained one point, uh, not lost two points. At the same time, I think uh, Jurgen is uh, an intelligent person, is very clever. He was a bit frustrated after the game, but at the same time, I think that for us, for a top coach, but for every coach, it's important to learn that after the game, it's important to be focused on your team and not your opponent, because if you go, you are focused on your opponent, it means that you want to find an excuse or an alibi because your job uh, didn't well or something uh, was uh, was wrong. 
Arsenal Spurs have a huge North London derby on Thursday. Live for you on Sky Sports, where if Arsenal win, they will guarantee Champions League football next season ahead of Spurs. And Conte has reiterated this afternoon just how much of a pivotal fixture it really is. The most important thing that we are uh, we are playing this game for uh, uh, for an important target and a place in Champions League. I think that this has to be the first thing uh, to to try to win the uh, to win on, on this game and for sure we know very well i know very well the importance of uh, for our fans uh, about this uh, um, this derby no north london derby and my players uh, i continue to tell that we have to enjoy we have to enjoy this moment uh, because uh, uh, to to arrive and uh, two games uh, to go uh, with an important target uh, to play an, uh, an important target like a place a Champions League it means that uh, we are doing a good job Antonio Conte chatting about the importance of tomorrow evening's match Tottenham Hotspur up against Arsenal. That's for a UEFA Champions League spot. I also have some UEFA Champions League news for you. Uh, rules that will be changing in 2024-2025 season. And yeah, this the morning my message, my topic, uh, my show always has these uh, phrases. None other than this morning. Uh, believe in yourself that's my motivation for you this morning. Believe in yourself. Sometimes you've got to jump. Sometimes, not sometimes, maybe all the time. You have to live in your pur- in your purpose. But you also have to use your gift. So my title this morning, Believe in Yourself. Jump, take the risk, be bold, live in your purpose and use your gift. That's my motivation that I have for you later on in the show. As I continue right now, Champions League as well as uh, Chelsea owners, the new owners, and also all the comments of uh, last night's uh, Man uh, Liverpool up against Aston Villa, losing to Liverpool 2-1 there, and also what is happening with the news uh, of transfer rumours of certain players moving to England, moving to Spain, as well as Barcelona beating Celta Figo 3-1 last night. Enjoy! of finishing fourth or fifth but as from 2024 Carvey they might not even have to discuss that tell us why I think uh, from 2024 there's a good chance that finishing fifth in the Premier League uh, will be enough to get Mm -hmm. you a place in the Champions League Uh, what is happening is that from 2024 the Champions League is expanding from 32 teams to 36 teams there's been a lot of debate, arguments about how you award those four extra places. And what's been agreed today, the UEFA Executive Committee are meeting in Vienna, and they have agreed that two of these extra four places are going to go to... This is how they're going to work it out. So they'll look at the record 
of all the teams uh, playing in Europe this season. Mm -hmm. The teams, their records, and they'll say, okay, the best performing teams this season in Europe have come from England and Holland. So we're going to reward them each with an extra Champions League place. And that extra Champions League place, as far as England are concerned, will go to the team who finished fifth in the Premier League. At the moment, that team is Spurs. Last season, who finished fifth? It was Leicester. So mm. if those rules had been in place, Leicester would have qualified for the Champions League. Spurs would qualify this season. And looking at the history of which countries do best in European competitions, more often than not, it is English teams and Spanish teams. Yeah. So going forward, we're going to get a scenario where basically fifth place in the Premier League is almost going to guarantee you a place in the Champions League. Is this good news or bad news, do you think? If you are a traditionalist, I think it's bad news. Mm. Uh, I remember the days when we had the European Cup and only the champions... Mm, so the champions, yeah. Only the it. champions would get into it. Yeah. Uh, this whole league is called the Champions League. We've got the situation where finishing second got you in, then finishing third, then finishing fourth. Now finishing fifth is going to get you in as well. So a lot of people will be very uneasy about mm. it. Also, a quarter of the teams in the Premier League are going to get into the Champions League. What about other countries? What about the champions of Poland, the champions of Croatia? They all have to go through qualifying stages. Uh, only one of them can get into it. I just think so that it's, begs almost the gone, it's almost gone too far now. Uh, but UEFA have been forced to act because the big clubs want more games, more competitive games, mm. more big games and more revenue. So that, that's, they're sort of saying that the, the Premier League has got bigger clubs in it, basically, and they don't really care for the likes of the champions of Poland. Is well, look, what, 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 what has happened is that the, <clears throat> the, the so-called big clubs tried to set up the European Super League last year. Uh, that didn't work out. So they've been putting pressure on UEFA through the European Club Association mm. to try and get into the Champions League more because they don't want the situation where... In their eyes, big clubs like Manchester United, big clubs like AC Milan are missing out on the Champions League regularly mm. and they want another way of getting into the Champions League. But dare I say League. it, that's their fault. If they've missed out, they didn't qualify, they, they weren't the champions. So. But that, that's not the way they think. They just oh. think about themselves okay. and their own self-interest. Mm. So I think that's one issue about the extra places. The other big issue that I think is going to be very, very controversial is the new look of the actual Champions League because we're going from uh, eight groups of four teams in the initial group uh, stages to one league table of 36 teams and I think that is going to uh, be really complicated and people are going to really have to uh, think hard to get their heads around it. Yeah, it's going to be basically 36 teams and you've got the bottom club potentially paying the top club. And yeah, so what happens, is, what happens is, is it's a league of 36 teams, but they're not all, all going to play each other. No. There's not time to do that. They're each going to play eight games and they're not going to be playing the same opponents. They're going to be playing different opponents based on uh, rankings. Now, what will happen then, and this is where it gets... Uh, really complicated and controversial is out of this 36 team league table after you've played your eight games the top eight will qualify for the knockout stage round of 16 then the teams who finish ninth to 24th 
Oh, hang on, this is a whole yeah. new level. So if you finish from 9th to 24th, you'll be in a playoff. And the eight winners of those playoffs will also go into the knockout stage. So, technically, you can finish 24th in the initial league table and still go on and win the Champions League and lift the European Cup. And also, uh, UEFA have just released uh, a press release outlining what is going to happen. Right at the end, the last paragraph, they say similar format changes will also be applied to the UEFA Europa League and UEFA Europa Conference League. Both will also include 36 teams in the league phase. So wow. all three competitions, Champions League, Europa League, Europa Conference League. How far down are we going in the Premier League? They're just playing in Europe. We could well, be looking it's, it's, at it's, it's almost going to be harder not to qualify for Europe <laughs> than it is to qualify uh, for Europe. It is, it, oh. it is getting to the stage where almost all the teams who finish in the top half of the Premier League will get into Europe. But that means more games as well. I mean, when, when managers are crying out for less games, you're going to... Or, or were those... The, if you finish in the top eight, then would you have potentially less games because you wouldn't be in this cluster of 9 to 24 doing the... Well, look, look, oh, you've I got the situation. I think you're referring to the fact that we're, we're hearing from managers complaining yeah. about fixed congestion, yes. saying we're playing too many games. They're saying that, but the owners of their clubs want them to play more games. So instead of maybe complaining to the media, taking out on journalists, they need to be speaking to the people who employ them because the club owners are the ones who want more games, more big games, more revenue. And that's what we saw with the uh, failed attempt to set up a European Super League. Yeah, the club owners want to see more football, which means more revenue. COVID has also played a big part in this. The Super League that did not take off, I think, also played a very big part in this. And uh, as we see Roman Abramovich, the era ending and uh, the new Chelsea owners uh, taking over soon. What lies in store for football club Chelsea? It's an expensive trophy. It's in Stamford Bridge. What did they get? Yes, it is very expensive club. But you know what, man, is Premier League football is big business, isn't it? And we know that that's the way that it works. And as you just said there, that a group led by former Guggenheim partners, President Todd Bowley and Clear Lake Capital, have agreed to buy the Premier League football club for £4.25 billion. Now, the club is set to be the 10th Premier League club to be bought by a US-backed partners and invest. So this shows that there's lots of interest by the US for these UK clubs. And this really ends Roman Abramovich's long-year tenure at the club. He has owned Chelsea since 2003. And Abramovich was forced by the UK to sell the club after he was sanctioned by the UK government over his alleged links to the Russian President Vladimir Putin after the war in Ukraine did break out. Now, the sale of the proceeds will be deposited into a UK bank account which will be frozen and the intention of those proceeds are to go to charity and this has all been clarified as this deal to buy the club has come through and in a Chelsea um, statement that the football club released it said the government approval will be required for the proceeds to be transferred from the frozen bank account so now we know more about the deal going through and if you're watching the match on Saturday when Chelsea were playing World you would have seen Todd Bowley in the stands.
know, of course, it's a difficult moment, and you can you can even feel it at football level because they they lost that level of excellence and stability. But it's the moment. It's the moment. Uh, you know, uh, if you ask me, do I have somebody that I would love to take over from? my Chelsea, let's say that. Yes, I have, but I close my my mouth and I, I just know that the club reached such a level that um, it doesn't matter who. Breaking transfer news concerns Chelsea, concerns Antonio Rudiger, who has agreed to join Real Madrid on a free transfer. We think he's going to get around €400,000 a week. Carve, no surprise there. Uh, no, not at all. Look, we've known Antonio Rudiger uh, was out of contract at Chelsea uh, this summer. He had lots of clubs who wanted to sign him. I think the issue, as far as uh, Chelsea were concerned, because of what's happened with the takeover and the fact that Roman Abramovich has been sanctioned for the past two months, uh, their hands were tied behind their back. It was very difficult for them, impossible for them, to try and negotiate a last-minute deal to try and get him to stay. Uh, but I think it's been on the cards for a while. Uh, he has been fantastic at Chelsea, especially if you think about all the problems he's had at the club. He fell out with Frank Lampard. He wasn't playing. He almost left. He had offers to join West Ham on loan, Spurs on loan, PSG on loan. He stayed. Frank Lampard left the club. Then he got another chance, although I think he actually got a bit of a chance before Frank Lampard left as well. Uh, but I think as far as Chelsea's supporters are concerned, it's not a surprise. We know this was going to uh, happen. Uh, and initially, I think Antonio Rudiger said he didn't want it announced until the end of the season. Uh, but it has come out earlier and he signed a four-year deal uh, with uh, Real Madrid. Worth, as you said, uh, wages of about €400,000 a week. And that shows what is possible if you're a player and you're willing to run down your contract or see out your contract because you're a free agent and because Real Madrid are not paying a transfer fee for him uh, they can say right we're not paying Chelsea 50 million pounds 60 70 80 million pounds that money we're saving that can go towards paying him more in wages which is why he's getting uh, 400 million euros again so we're seeing this this um, this trend of clubs like Real Madrid you know getting free signings you know, yeah. they don't have as much money as they used to, but they can still attract the best players in the world uh, when they're out of contract. It's a fantastic signing for uh, uh, Manchester City. He's a striker that every big club in Europe has wanted to sign. Yeah. He has chosen to join Manchester City. He had his pick of uh, which clubs to join. He could have joined Bayern Munich. He could have joined Real Madrid. Uh, he could have joined Barcelona. But he decided to join Manchester City. And the reason he did that is because... Everything is perfect for him as far as he's concerned. He's mm. going to be uh, one of the biggest clubs in the world. He's going to be challenging for trophies the whole time. He's going to be working with Pep Guardiola. And he's going to be playing in the Premier League as well. And, of course, the financial package that uh, Manchester City are offering him makes it even more attractive. So, he, as far as he's concerned, Manchester City tick every box. And as far as Manchester City are concerned as well, if there is at all any kind of weakness... Uh, in this Manchester City squad, it's not for me to say that there is a lot of other 
experts say that they just need maybe an out-and-out out number nine. Yeah. And they missed out on Harry Kane last summer, and now they've gone out and got uh, Erling Haaland. So an incredible statement of intent by Manchester City. They're not resting on their laurels. Even when they're being so successful, they're still going out and buying uh, the best players out there. Last summer, it was Jack Grealish. Uh, this time round, it's Erling Haaland. Yeah, and you mentioned about that fee as well, you know, the release clause. I guess that, does that help the financial fair play rules and, you know... Uh, potentially that, that, that could, of course. I, I think in a normal transfer market, you would have to say a player of the ability of Haaland and also factoring in his age, he's probably worth £150 million. Pounds. Mm. And Manchester City are getting him for a uh, €60 million Euro release clause, which is £51 million. Pounds. Uh, but they're also paying the agent's fees, the bonuses, the signing-on fees, uh, which means in total he's costing them £85 million. Pounds. Right. Still, you would have to say, for a 21-year-old striker who is as good as he is, mm. uh, £85 million... Pounds is a very good price. I know that sounds a bit crazy because it's a phenomenal amount of money to be spending on a footballer. But compared to what he would go for in a normal transfer market, if he didn't have that release clause, then they're getting a very, very good deal. Perhaps a discussion to have at another time is the size of uh, the rest of the payment because you've got £51 million pounds uh, release clause and then you've got the other 35 million pounds which is uh, to the agents and bonuses and signing on fees I think maybe that is what Jurgen Klopp was referring to yesterday when he said that he thought this signing was uh, taking things to another level I think some clubs would have been uneasy about paying that kind of money of course we don't know exactly what the breakdown of that mm. uh, extra 35 million pounds is a lot of that could be uh, performance related bonuses it'd be um, interesting to see how concern? much is actually going to uh, Well, it is a concern in that if you have a dominant team you have a dominant team let's let's just say let's just assume that they become head and shoulders better than everybody else then the the entry and the drama of the Premier League is really the way that they sell themselves is that yes you have the six seven teams that can really compete against each other and there's never an easy game in the Premier League if indeed you have one dominant team they're gonna be a lot of easy games mm. uh, now what I think is it's it, there's gonna be a reaction from other teams Liverpool I think they're now in, in a race with Manchester City doesn't mean that they're gonna go get a big name here and there but they know that that's that Manchester City has now raised the bar. So it's going to force Liverpool to come up to that level. So I'm not concerned that there's not going to be a competition because I do think that Liverpool will keep up with Manchester City. The other ones, I'm not so sure. You look at Manchester United and the difference between Manchester City and Manchester United yeah. is gigantic. Look, you look at Chelsea, what is Chelsea going to be on the new ownership? What kind of investment are they going to make? What, what direction are they going? Are they going the wrong direction or are they trending in the right way? Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonus that should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
we don't know the answer to that. And so it, what it feels to me is that there's a separation of Manchester City and Liverpool and then everybody else. You want to say anything? I, I, I don't see how you can turn around now and say that because it's never been that way. It's never been a one-man band. Uh, there's no reason to think it's going to be whether they sign Haaland or not. Liverpool, yes, will keep doing what they're doing. Chelsea's new owners have, 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 have signed something saying they have to spend a certain, they're going to spend two billion in the next ten years. Manchester United, yes, are, are, are way off right now, but with the money they have and the money they will always have, mm. they will eventually come back. Now, I don't know whether it's two years, four years, or six years, but they'll come back, and then you'll have a, another type, Leicester type, or a West Ham will hang around for a season and go back down. I just don't wow, see this. it. I don't see that it's obvious that a team like City, even with the money they have, and signing the guy like Haaland, is going to make for a bad competition. Thank you very much. From that force. Well, I'm here to tell you that that thing in your nightmare, that thing that's holding you back, that thing that's dragging you down, that thing is you. There are two fundamental attitudes toward life and its sorrows. Those with the first attitude blame the world. Those with the second ask what they could do differently. It's much easier and much more gratifying to your basest desires to blame someone else for your misery. You know what's so funny? We want people to make guarantees to us, but we're not willing to make guarantees to ourselves. That's the problem with some of you. You always want to blame other people. You owe you an explanation. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, why are you only giving 50%? What's wrong with you? You need to put yourself on punishment. You need to tell you no more TV, no more snacks, no more desserts. No, we working out now. You need to tell you that you owe you something. Every day I demand more from myself than anybody else could humanly expect. I'm not competing with somebody else. I'm competing with what I'm capable of. My number one competition is me. It's always you versus you. You got to be the one to get up every morning, be disciplined, put in the consistent daily hard work because that gains success. No coach, no trainer, no mentor, no boss can do it. You versus you. I value myself enough to give 120% or don't do it. There is no excuse for not living up to your fullest potential. No excuse. You walk out of this room, you owe yourself. I didn't get here making excuses. What changed? I changed. And I stopped being a victim. I stopped saying I've got to wait for good things to happen to me. And I said I'm going to ride. I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. I'm going to press toward. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do everything in my power every single day to become a victor and not a victim. Why? Because I owe it to myself. Can't nobody stop me but me. Breaking news will not please Liverpool fans. Sky Germany reporting this evening that Bayern Munich want to sign Sadio Mane this summer. Now, we understand that Hassan Salihandnic, who is Bayern's sporting director, met with Mane's agent over the weekend. Now, talks with Liverpool over a new contract have been difficult, we understand, because Liverpool are concentrating on trying to sign Mohamed Salah 
And this apparently has annoyed Mane. Now, he's under contract at Anfield until 2023. But the news coming out of Sky Germany is that Bayern Munich are attempting to sign Sadio Mane from Liverpool. We'll keep a very, very close eye on that one. That's some big news coming out of England. Sadio Mane being chased by Bayern Munich and also Mo Salah. As we all know by now, uh, negotiating a new contract with Liverpool. Olin Haaland has finally put pen to paper. As it seems, as the rumours are out there that he has joined Manchester City. Uh, that is going to be an incredible team. Pep Guardiola putting a team together that can maybe finally get him the UEFA Champions League trophy with Manchester City something is lacking could Haaland be the one piece of the puzzle that is uh, lacking we wait to see what uh, will be happening in that space as you heard Chelsea the Roman Abramovich era ending uh, Todd Bowman uh, being the new owners of uh, Chelsea and also Antonio Rudiger joining uh, Real Madrid uh, in that uh, news that I had for you. As I said this morning, my message of motivation to you is believe in yourself, live in your purpose and uh, use your gift. That's what I have for you this morning. Hope you're enjoying the show with me. It's powered by Ad Radio. As I say, it's syndicated all the way in New York City. Podcasts on Spotify as well as iHeartRadio, Google Podcasting. You can catch all the Art at 7 Soccer Show uh, on there. Don't forget to check out the website if you're listening to the podcast on www.art7soccershow.co.za. We continue with some Spanish news. Real Madrid, Barcelona and then also we hop over back to England where Aston Villa lost uh, to Liverpool 2-1 last night. I'll leave you with some motivation and uh, music as well. They are offering a, a, a renewal, a new contract, actually. Uh, and uh, I've been told that both parts want the same thing, but the numbers, the figures that both parts have are still very different. The uh, financial situation of Barcelona is uh, really complicated. Uh, Usman Dembele is asking for much more for a, a top-level uh, player salary, uh, and Barcelona cannot afford that. He wants to stay. He's been playing the best football of his career here in Barcelona in the last six months, much more than the, the previous years. Uh, he's happy now, he's comfortable, uh, but he wants a, a better uh, uh, salary than what Barcelona are offering. So I think it's going to be uh, quite complicated for a player that if, if, of course, you take into account the last six months, he's a top player. As I was mentioning, he's the top assist in La Liga. Uh, he has had 
10 assists only in 2022. But if, if you take the four years, uh, his, uh, um, uh, his uh, numbers are not so good. So uh, Barcelona are uh, examining everything and they are putting an offer in the table that his agent, uh, he's not uh, happy enough with that. So his uh, future is uh, really uncertain. Uh, Dan, we will have to see. But for Xavi, he's very important because let's remember that the club uh, asked Xavi to put him uh, on the stand, not to make him play because he didn't want to, to sign the renewal and he didn't listen to that and he's uh, in the start every game. Thanks. Osama Ben Dembele, uh, he is uh, La Liga's leading assist uh, king with 13 this season. He has um, picked up two in the win against Celta Figo last night as well. And this is amazing because uh, he has missed 16 matches. So Osama Dembele leading La Liga with the assists, 13 this season. Picking up two last night again uh, with a win over Celta Figo. We'll be listening to some of those uh, match reviews, comments as well from his coach Savi. Uh, negotiating a new contract at Barcelona. Would he be staying? Would he be leaving? Uh, he is expecting to get his worth as uh, all players want and uh, missing 16 games this season. Being La Liga's uh, top assist, 13 this season. Wow, amazing. Day 36, the midweek round of matches saw Barcelona playing host to Celta Vigo. Barca looking to cement their second position in La Liga Santander. It didn't look as though things were going to go their way. Araujo, after a poor back pass from Dani Alves, nearly gifting an opening goal to Celta's Iago Aspas. But then a piece of Dembélé magic. He squares the ball for Memphis Depay. And on 30 minutes, Barcelona took the lead very much against the early run of play. Lovely work from the almost unstoppable Ousmane Dembélé. There would be a chance for Gallardo, though, to equalise, only to be frustrated by a fine save from the returning Marc-André Ter Stegen. Before... Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang would drive home on 41 minutes to double Barcelona's lead. It was only Barcelona's second shot on target. Celta had been the better of the two sides in the first half, but went in at half-time 2-0 down, and things would get worse three minutes after the restart when Dembélé would square for Aubameyang to make it 3-0. His second goal of the night... And the second assist for Dembélé. Then a mix-up between Araujo and Ter Stegen would let Iago Aspas in. This time you take advantage and get Celta back into the game at 3-1. Celta by now ruining their missed first-half opportunities. Jason Murillo would get his marching orders on 57 minutes. He'd come on at half-time, and here a terrible head clash between Gavi and Ronald Araujo. Araujo would go down about 20, minute, 20 metres away from the incident and would eventually be carried off the Camp Nou pitch in an ambulance, suffering from concussion and taken straight to hospital. Yago Aspas would go close 
with this glancing header which would go out for a corner but on the final whistle football club Barcelona had beaten Celta Vigo three goals to one we didn't play well we have to be honest we didn't play well especially in the first half in the second half okay we had more control but we didn't control the game in the first half uh, Celta played really well today but at least we were we were effective so sometimes we are not uh, effective and, and we play well today is the opposite we didn't play well but we were we were effective worst thing on, on, on this win is what that uh, moment with Ronald Araujo there was a lot of uh, concern yeah. uh, we were told he's doing okay uh, what can yeah yeah he's him? fine he's fine he's okay he will be in the hospital this night uh, but but he's fine he's okay he will be okay tomorrow for sure he will be at home it was yet another great uh, game uh, for Dembélé. He's the top assist in, in La Liga. How important is Usman for you? Well, today and um, in many games uh, he made the difference for us. And I'm, I'm very happy. A good performance. Also Benfis, Aubameyang, uh, even Ferran, and then Ansu, good minutes. So I'm happy for the effort, for the attitude of the players, but we didn't play well today. This is the, this is the truth. Last one. Uh, yesterday in press conference, you mentioned that uh, you needed reinforcements to be back to be competitive next season. Um, today was official Haaland at City. They talk about Mbappé Real Madrid. What do you think your team needs to be competitive, top level next season? First, play better. To play better, and then uh, we analyzed uh, what happened in this season, and then we we organize the we will organize the team for for the next season but uh, we are still competing in this season and it's very important for us to uh, to keep the second place thank you very much for watching steven you should be proud of your team the performance today how did you see the the way they performed tonight no, i totally agree um, i can't ask for any more from the players um, look we've conceded two poor goals so we will we'll certainly analyze that but outside of that the players have given me heart they've given me passion desire to give me quality and um, We've put in a really good performance, but unfortunately, it's just not enough. But I can't be any more proud and happier with the performance that my players give. They say that the team is like a reflection of their manager. Was that what we saw tonight? Because people would say, well, Villa, they're already saved. They're not, nothing maybe to play for. But what we saw tonight was a fight outside. Yeah, listen, on my team, I'll always demand a fight. Uh, we should always have a purpose. You know, we want to try and finish in the top half of this league. And we realise and respect who we're playing, but it doesn't matter the opponents, especially here at Villa Park. We need to show fight, commitment and application. And I thought every single one of my players gave me 100% and more. So we shouldn't be too down. OK, we're, we're disappointed with the result, but I'm so proud of my team. I'm so happy with what they've given and we move on to the next game. It was the perfect start for you with an early goal, but why couldn't you keep hold of that lead? Yeah, well, I think it's very important you know, to learn from that. When you take the lead and you're in a good place, we need to stay in front for a longer period. We need to be more calm. But listen, we also have to realise we're playing against the best players in the world. Um, they're in a fantastic place, so you've got to pay credit where it's due. Both goals are disappointing from our point of view, but um, you know we could have scored a few more goals tonight. Some of our... Link-up play, some of our creative play was outstanding. We, we've had a 1v1, we've had a header, we, we've put in some dangerous situations. So we've done everything, but we just couldn't find that second goal to take something from the game. And just to finish with, you mentioned the chances. You had some chances to, to score. Were you guilty of wasting them? You think you should have done better? Yeah, listen, you can always say that, but I'm really pleased that we're getting the opportunities. I know on another day we can take them chances. Um, I thought it was a fantastic match. I thought you had two teams giving it everything they've got, but I'm so proud of my players, what they gave tonight. I can't ask for any more. And um, I've just made sure that they're not sad or down leaving the dressing room. Jürgen, to come back from that very early goal, and I know you weren't happy at the way it was awarded, to then dig in for yet another big contest. Every team raising their game 
against your side this season? Spoke about the rather situation. I really think it's a strange one because it was obviously offside. Everybody saw that, um, and, and VR should have been. And, and as the, the, your colleague said, do you want to talk about it after you won the game? It's, I don't want to talk about it because we win or lose. It's a general football problem. So in the good old times, without VR, the assistant is there. Bam, we agree, no goal because offside. Now we carry on because let's see if it's really offside and these kind of things. And all of a sudden, the ball is in. So that's for sure something to sort. Yes, it's today not that massive a problem, but it's a general problem in football that we have to sort. Um, yeah, and then being one and down, obviously, it, it, it was clear we needed my, maybe a little bit to get into the game. I, for my taste, it was a bit too long, but we were already before we found really in the game, we were, it was already 1 1 then at least, and that was good. And um, in the moment when we started playing football, like the most, I think the last 10, 15 minutes maybe. Uh, but we really found now our feet, and um, and then it was really difficult for Aston Villa to to, to get in these challenges they wanted. Um, actually, the situations they had were most of the time situations when we lost the ball, more or less unnecessary. Um, so one one half time, yeah, and then we knew what we have to do now. I thought that the players now really felt it as well, where we can play, where we should play. Yeah, and then we carried on doing that. Scored an incredible goal. Wow. Luis Diaz, what a, what a cross in the moment where everybody expects something else. Sadio, what a header. 2-1, um, yeah. Top class, they've been really proud of the boys. Three points now, three goal difference, and a final at Wembley, uh, a Champions League final ahead of you. Where is your head at now with the Premier League race in the quadruple? Difficult, that's yeah, really difficult. I don't know. Um, in a moment, it's here. Premier League from tomorrow is a, for the day, boys, a day off. Um, sorry, we will start that uh, analyze, obviously, then of Chelsea again because we played obviously a couple of times against them, but still, um, we will do the analyze and then on Thursday on to prepare the boys um, for that. And um, yeah, then it's FA Cup mood. And oh, Tuesday again, Southampton, yeah. And then we play Southampton. I think Southampton didn't play then for well, 10, 12 days or so before they face us. Uh, great. Um, but we will try to find a way there. Um, so it's, 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 we, the problems we have are obviously we caused ourselves with qualifying for all the finals. So and now we, have, we, we, we like it actually. But of course, it's intense for the boys, and that's why I'm so proud of and what they did. Every successful person has to do, including you, believe it or not. Every successful person in this world has jumped. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. You eventually, you are going to have to jump. You cannot just exist in this life. You have got to try to live. If you are waking up thinking that there's got to be more to your life than it is, man, believe that it is. Believe in your heart of hearts that it is. But to get to that life, you're going to have to jump. I'll tell you why I call it jumping. When you see people in life, when you're standing on the cliff of life and you see people soaring by, when you see people soaring, going to exotic places, you hear about them doing wonderful things. Maybe you look up the street and your neighbor just gets a car every year, every two years. You know, how is he doing that? Have you ever thought, maybe this person right here has identified their gift and is living in their gift? You just got to quit looking at gifts as run and jump and sing and dance. 
It's more than that. It's if you know how to network, if you can connect dots, if you draw, if you teach. Some of y'all fry chicken better than anybody else. Bake pie. Some of you cut hair, color hair. Your gift, not your education. You go get an education, that's nice. But if you don't use your gift, that education only gonna take you so far. I know a lot of people got degrees, man. They ain't even using it. It's your gift. But the only way for you to soar is you got to jump. You got to take that gift that's packed away on your back. You got to jump off that cliff and pull that cord. That gift opens up and provides the soar. If you don't ever use it, you're going to just go to work. And if you're getting up going to work on a job every day that you hate going to, that ain't living, man. You just existed. At one point in time, you ought to see what living's like. But the only way to see what living's like, you got to jump. And here's the problem. Let me just be real with you. When you first jump, let me tell you something. Your parachute will not open right away. When you jump, it's not going to open right away. You're going to hit them rocks. You're going to get some skin tore off on them cliffs. You're going to get all your clothes tore off. You're going to get some cuts on you. You're going to be bleeding pretty bad. But eventually, eventually, the parachute has to open. That ain't a theory. That's a promise. Here's another thing. You can play it safe and deal without the cuts and the tags. And you can stand on that cliff of life forever safe. But if you don't jump, I got another promise I can make. Your passion will never open. You'll never know. If I were you, I would jump. Because that's the only way to get to that abundant life. You got to jump, man. You got to take a chance. Now, when I get through talking, there are those of you who have discussed this in the car. Well, I got bills. Whether you stay on the cliff or you jump, you're going to have bills. Well, if I quit my job, I'm going to ruin my credit. If you got a job, you live in check to check. Even if you got A1 credit, you can't buy nothing else no damn way. At one point in time, man, do yourself a favor. Before you leave this world, before you die, jump. Just jump one time. Just jump. Thank you very much. That's it from me this morning, your host Ron Hendricks, producer of the show as well on this Wednesday, the 11th of May, 2022. Take care, believe in yourself, live in your purpose and use your gift. That's my message for you this morning. Enjoy, take care, be good, love you all, ciao. Thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing, thank you for tuning in, thank you for also sharing, liking and subscribing to the YouTube channel. Ciao.